Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the show here on WKOM WZYX live on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are coming to you live from the Front Porch Sports Studios on West 7th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia. Gotta love it. And we are not always um, as awesome as we are today because rarely do we get um, the, I, I say rarely do we get, you know, big, big name guests, but here's what we get. We get the most interesting people to come on our show. And it's all thanks to Mo. Obviously, he's he's got the that Rolodex that can't that be flipped rolled. over. Roll, yeah, Rolodex. The Rolodex that doesn't roll anymore. Yep. Uh, he has to literally like pry it open to find names. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> he's the jaws of life. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but it's it, it's just really cool when 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 Mo's like, "Hey, you want to get so and so on?" And I'm yeah. like, "Who's that?" And then he's like this guy and i'm like oh heck yeah that's great like who else is gonna do that so this is really cool i'm really excited to bring on uh joel Corey. he's gonna join us on the parks motor sales hotline here he is a former pro football agent host of inside the cap podcast and uh does some analysis for cbssports.com on nfl contracts and salary caps and whatnot uh, so we're going to reach out to him because this obviously right now we're right in the middle of, in the thick of things as far as free agent signings go and whatnot, and Jadavian Clowney visiting the Browns yesterday, and and all of this, that, and the other. So, tons to talk about here. So, welcome to the show, uh, Joel. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me, Joel. Um, it, it just kind of came to me with all of the free agency movement going on, and with everybody trying to make room for signings and different things like that. Uh, and it, it's got to be a really fascinating time for agents, try, particularly this year, I think, trying to deal with, you know, the, the shrinking cap and different stuff like that. I, and um, you've been in these situations where the money is flowing and, and when it's not and trying to get the best deal for your guy and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of moving parts there, I would think, typically. Yeah, this is one of the more frustrating years because the cap dropped $15.7 million from last year. 
So if you didn't have a guy that was highly desirable in free agency, then you needed to shift gears to a plan B, whether that was going to be readjust your expectations on a long-term deal or if you had a guy come off a rookie contract, do a bridge deal or a one-year deal, and try to hit it again next year when the cap is definitely going to increase from what it was this year. Hopefully it'll get back to $198.2 million like it was in 2020 or higher. You know, when you when you look at a team like the Titans, who is pretty much who we look at most closely, obviously, um, you see the moves that they had to make to kind of free up some money. Ultimately, how do you see this working out for them? I mean, is, is J-Rob going to be able to keep them at the competitive level that they've been at the last couple of years when you have to, you know, cut folks to add folks? Well, they needed to do something with the pass rush, and that was a priority in signing um, Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. I'm not sure about the cornerback moves. I thought Malcolm Butler would get cut, but Adoree Jackson was kind of a surprise to me. Bringing in Janoris Jenkins and Kevin Johnson is at best a lateral move. I'm kind of curious as to if the Titans tried to shop Adoree Jackson before they cut him because the Giants ended up signing him to a three-year deal for $39 million. So presumably you should have been able to get a late-round pick for him. The bigger issue to me on staying competitive is the history of running backs after a 2,000-yard season isn't particularly great. You've never had one who's immediately followed up with 1,500 yards. You've only had two guys go over the 1,500-yard mark the season after. And that was Eric Dickerson and O.J. Simpson. So Derrick Henry duplicating what he's done the past two years, that would be defying the odds. And he's, he's the focal point of the offense. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, but also, I don't think there have been a lot of running backs like Derrick Henry in, a, in this particular t- climate of the game. So I'll be curious to see how the Titans utilize him and how they build around because, you know, obviously it wasn't just the defense that they cut some guys. I mean, yeah, they went out and got Dennis Kelly and a couple of, uh, you know, re-signed Tyson Cut Dennis Kelly. I'm sorry, Paul got Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb Mm -hmm. to replace Dennis Kelly. And Tyson Sambrello is coming back and that sort of thing. But – is that you know? Is that a situation because of the salary cap drop that the Titans are also having to make some room through their offensive line? Yes, that is part of it, and also the salary cap dropping ensured that Johnu Smith was going to leave. Um, Titans were never going to pay him twelve and a half million per year, no. um, and Corey Davis leaving as well. Um, you cut Adam Humphreys, so you brought in Josh Reynolds. He needs to step up because there's a lack of threats for Ryan Tanner to pass to. So you're going to have to address receiver, fortunately, maybe through the draft because it's a deep year for receivers in the draft class. And I still think you need one more pass-catching tight end. I can see that for sure. Uh, speaking with Joel Corey on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, Joel – Kind of a lot of people in in Nashville want to understand the Jadavian Clowney situation. 
obviously last year he waited so late to sign. This year he's you know, he's a free agent again. He's he's looking around. He's taking visits and that sort of thing. Uh, can you kind of shed some light on what that process is is typically like for a guy like Jadavian Clowney? Well, he's coming off less than ideal circumstances. Mm-hmm. One, he was supposed to come in for his thirteen million dollars and provide a pass rush. Ends up having the knee surgery. Has no sacks. So you've got a guy that's got the first pick pedigree, which helps him, and has flashed that he can be great, but not on a consistent basis, can't stay healthy. So the long-term deal money is not going to be there for him this year. And when when you've had his injury history, teams are going to want to meet with him, inspect him. The doctors are going to want to take a look at him. And he's probably going to sign another one-year deal. It's going to be, I would assume, less than what he signed last year. And he's really trying to put himself in the best position where if he stays healthy and has the type of years that he had in Houston, then maybe he can finally get a long-term deal to his satisfaction. But he's running out of time doing that because he's played on a franchise tag, went the one-year deal route, is going to probably go it again this year. So at some point, that first-round pick pedigree starts to lose its luster as you get older. Interesting. And I think that's that's kind of what we all expected was why, why would you – be looking for the deal that he got last year and I guess you know obviously he didn't have a whole lot of help from his his teammates uh with the Titans last year in that pass rush so you know even if you did have Reggie White I'm not sure he could have done a whole lot more than, than what anybody else did last year I, I'm just I'm just curious how that works and, and and just the idea of being a free agent in 2021 is has to be frustrating for agents and players both. Yeah, if you're an agent, you should have been candid with your client before the process started about the cap drop and how the money's not going to be there and start preparing them for the possibility that it's not going to be like it's been in the past. One thing some agents are afraid to do is tell a player what he needs to hear and maybe tell him what he wants to hear out of fear of getting fired. And I think if that's how you operate and you're doing your clients a disservice, but um, agents are afraid that someone else is in their ear telling them what they want to hear, whether they can deliver the goods or not. And sometimes that influences what an agent tells his client and it doesn't necessarily help them if you're not candid. You know, Joel, you mentioned receiver as a point of emphasis or should be a point of emphasis for the Titans in the upcoming draft. Um, for the reasons we just discussed with Jadavian Clowney, obviously a, a an edge rusher has got to be on their radar early as well. Which direction do you see them going? They've got the 22 pick right now. Um, there's been some – conjecture about maybe trying to go up and get Devontae Smith. I mean, where do you see them going? What position? And do you see them sitting at 22? Or what would your thoughts be there? If there's a player you really like, then you try to move up. Um, we saw last year in the draft that receivers were plentiful, so there should be a really good one at 22, the way this draft class is for receivers. Um, you addressed edge rusher. 
in free agency by signing Bud Dupree to a five-year deal for $82.5 million or $35 million guarantees. You still still need more help there. You've also got Denico Autry, who can rush from the inside, but can also play on the outside as well. So I look at finding a weapon for Ryan Tannehill to be more of the priority than another pass rusher. Um, obviously more news came down yesterday about Isaiah Wilson, um, a January arrest down in Georgia for speeding among other things. I, Joel, how, how do you miss on a guy the way the Titans missed on Isaiah Wilson? He's a unique case that there's so much going on with him. I can't recall a rookie or, or a young player since maybe Johnny Manziel that was able to find trouble the way Isaiah Wilson has. So I don't necessarily put that on, on the Titans. They did take them late in the first round. You typically don't see a team cut their losses as quickly as they did by basically giving them away to the Dolphins, who subsequently cut him. Um, you try to do your due diligence the best you can on the character of players. You can bring you're allowed in a normal year to bring thirty guys in. Um, last year you had to have Zoom visits, so maybe that had something to do with it was an unusual year in terms of being able to do your due diligence. There are no pro days um, for the most part. There were ones in early March, but everyone else has got canceled. So the information last year may not have been as good as it had been in past years, but he a unique case that. You don't see come along, I'd say, maybe once every 10, 15 years. And so do you just write it off that way? Hey, this was this was an anomaly, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing? Or, I mean, because like you said, I, I, don't, I don't think it was a case of the Titans not doing their due diligence. It just – it's so hard to figure out, like you said. It's so unique because you didn't hear anything like this about him coming out of Georgia – it's hard to think that a guy went off the rails that far that fast, but uh, it's just a unique situation, like you said. Yeah, you do an assessment to see if you could have done anything differently, but I really think it's an anomaly. that he was Trouble was finding him, or he was finding trouble from, seems like, the day he got to Nashville. So you typically don't see that. I remember years ago the Vikings – cut a first-round pick, Demetrius Underwood, who went AWOL from training camp early on, but he had mental health issues, which I'm assuming is different from Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I don't know, but still, this is a unique case, and I think anyone who did take him would have the same problems the Titans had. Yeah, it certainly wasn't him coming to Nashville that did it. (laughs) I can't imagine. Yeah. Hey, Joel, um, we're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joel Corey from CBS Sports, um, hosts Inside the Cap podcast, um, and does some contract and salary cap analysis for CBSSports.com. But before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, I've seen a couple of um, tweets regarding some HBCU, pod, um, HBCU Pro Days uh, combine-type situations that are going to be held in in advance of the upcoming draft. Most of, well, all HBCUs are FCS programs or, or lower. They're playing spring football this year. How does that dynamic 
work with the um, the draft this year, do you think? Uh, puts them behind the eight ball because you're playing a football season. So typically after the football season ends in the fall, that you dedicate a month, six weeks, eight weeks to training for the combine and then pro day. So these guys aren't going to be preparing specifically for 40 in the underwear Olympics and those types of drills. So if you had a guy like a Trey Lance, you decide, you know what, I'm done playing football. Um, and I'm just going to dedicate myself to trying to get drafted as high as possible. But you had the players from the FBS schools uh, been trying to train and get ready for this for the draft since December, January. So it's a less than ideal circumstance. So if you're an underclassman and you were thinking of coming out, maybe you should come back for your senior year unless you feel like you solidified yourself to be a very high pick now based on what you've done this season. And then if you're someone who's going to be a senior next year, you're going to be playing two football seasons in a short period of time. So maybe if you've done something really well and you're not going to come out, maybe you don't play in the fall. Yeah, that's it's certainly going to be an interesting dynamic in, in FCS football next year, no doubt. Um I, for one, am in the camp of playing FCS football in the spring and letting them play one or two money games in the fall as part of their off-season workouts. But, hey, who am I and what do I know? Um, (laughs) There's that. Uh, Joel, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate your time and your insight. Uh, Tell folks how they can find you on social media and on your podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And I have a podcast called Inside the Cap on NFL contracts and the salary cap that I do uh, usually week. Cool. Well, again, we appreciate your, your time today and uh, look forward to speaking with you in the future. And uh, hopefully we'll have some better news next year on the cap. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, Joe. Joe Corey on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk uh, Preds, Braves, uh, mostly in the the next segment and maybe we won't get off on a whole hog who knows Uh, we'll be right back on southern middle tennessee sports today stick around thank you for listening to the southern middle tennessee sports today special guest podcast brought to you by parks motor sales don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m on wkom 1017 fm in columbia Also visit our website, sm-tnsports.com, for more local sports coverage in southern Middle Tennessee.